Previously on Gutter Trash. Jeff Loeb. 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 Vagina. Trash number uh, <laughs> uh, 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 15? 15. Uh, 16. 16? Yes. Yeah, so. <clears throat> wow, okay. I think so. Okay. Uh, anyway, we, we don't know what fucking number we're on, but uh, you'll hear this eventually. Ooh. And you'll know then. Because we won't. <laughs> uh, or something. Oh, this is a problem, I guess, of doing too many shows in advance. I have no idea what we're doing anymore. Yeah, we've already we recorded uh, episodes twenty through forty five yesterday. I know. Uh, we forgot this one. On yeah, the yeah. it's just like uh, just like how they do on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> do they really? They record them that far in advance? No, oh, I don't know. They, all I know is that when you watch the Christmas episode, it's not really Christmas. Oh uh, right, because Pat say Jackson Tahoe with right right. With, uh, Regis Philman and yeah, you really don't expect that Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek would be hosting their show on Christmas Day. Yeah, probably not. If you think that, you're an idiot. Yeah, sorry to tell you. My name is Eric. I'm Jason Young. All right. <laughs> uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, nice and full with uh, my risotto. Risotto. I had. Uh, Good old homemade chicken and noodles. Mm. Not soup, just chicken and noodles. The actual meal. Feline yes. and, and vegetable. Feline? I don't know. Okay. Pol- poultry. Poultry, yes, there we go. <laughs> uh, it was very light on the noodles, though. Really? Well, it was like uh, there were there were three noodles, and there were huge noodles, but there was only like three of them. They're like somebody's socks made out of noodles. Uh, kind of, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know about socks, but... Uh, they, weren't, they weren't that big. Yeah. Uh, maybe condom. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we always go there. <laughs> One of us does. Yeah. I'd I, uh, I I'd never had risotto before. It was pretty darned and good. I might have it again. I would. Uh, it looked good. I would like to try the mm. uh, the non-faggoty kind. Mm-hmm. The what? The what? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Find the non-homosexual kind. You mean with meat? Yes. With meat. Okay. <laughs> with dead things inside of it. Yes. I get, I get you. Dead bloody things. No. I'm a fan of all you people. Yeah. Do you have to call me you people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because because uh, that just means more meat for you. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I do like the meat. No, I'm just kidding about everything. Awesome. Yes, I love the vegetarians. 
and enjoy vegetables myself on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've I've uh, seen you eat them. Yes, on, a, on more than one occasion. Yes, I <laughs> try to have some with every meal, except for breakfast, because I don't eat breakfast. Oh, you know what's really good, but huh? vegetable wise for breakfast, like if you make eggs, yeah. little little chopped up uh, green peppers and onions. Yeah, oh, yeah. Put that in there. Hells yeah. Maybe some, uh, I don't know, maybe some garlic, even. Loves me a western omelet. Mm-hmm. Get some uh, tomatoes and green and red peppers, some onions and mushrooms, mm-hmm. smothered in cheese. Of course, western omelet. Ham, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can substitute any other kind of uh, pig product. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bacon. Except for pork. Can you put bacon in an omelet? Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen bacon with eggs plenty of times. Right. It's kind of like a classic. Yeah. yeah. But I've never seen bacon in an omelet. Yeah, you just, uh, you, uh, you can go the, the, the cheap, shitty way and do bacon bits. Or you can like, actually make bacon and right. like, you know, cut it up into well, bacon, small chunks. Bacon bits aren't even real bacon, though. And sometimes it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I've had I've had fake bacon Morning Star the vegetarian frozen. Guys. I enjoy their uh, veggie burgers. Well, the weird thing about their bacon and their veggie chicken, oddly enough. Uh, see, I didn't like the veggie chicken. Really? <laughs> but the veggie bacon, I've had it a couple times, and the weird thing is, like, like I've made it before for like me and my ex girlfriend at the time, and uh, and so there's like you know ten pieces of bacon, right? right. Cooking them all, and they all have the exact same like. Uh, like color formation of of like quote unquote fat like it's supposed to look right, like real right, bacon right. but they all look identical like <laughs> like you know they're just off of a press that way and I'm uh I'm guessing that uh, it's real bacon <laughs> and uh, you're killing things actually it tastes so terrible it can't be real okay because bacon <laughs> tastes pretty good yeah I mean I haven't had it in like probably twelve fifteen years but right. but I I can still remember the taste of bacon and it's pretty good. <laughs> And the fake bacon is pretty bad. Like, I, I like the fake sausage, but not the fake bacon. I, uh, I had the fake sausage. Uh, I think uh, I made pancakes for us at one time. Mm. It's like we're a, a neat little gay couple. But <laughs> <laughs> and he brought over some uh, veggie sausage. And I think I had one. And, yeah, I didn't over here? It. No, well, that one time over at my parents' house. Oh, uh, okay. <coughs> I don't cook here. Oh. I, was like, I don't remember that, but yeah, okay. That sounds familiar. I, I cook at other people's houses. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the, the, the sausage. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, sausage. the, the veggie sausage. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that. But I did like, uh, at the, the 4th of July party you had, uh, the, oh, the, uh, the the Italian the veggie hot dog things. yeah or whatever yeah those were uh, some sort of I think it was Italian sausage uh, so like basil encrusted it had some sort of spice and yeah it was, it was Italian flavor herbs as I've it. said like five times already. yeah Italian flavor. oh I think it was Italian flavor oh okay yeah. I couldn't remember yeah <laughs> that's been a while <laughs> uh, oh shit mm. yes. Uh man. Been reading a lot of comics lately, have you? Uh, I read some. Some? Yeah. Not too many. Picked up some yesterday for the first time in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. 
you know, indulged in myself a little. You got a pretty good haul. I did get a pretty good haul. I got, uh, I got the Booster Gold Showcase, which is mm-hmm. like 26, 27 issues of a book oh, yeah, all in one. It's know. probably, yeah, 400 pages or something? 600-something. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of the showcases, and then, like, Marvel does the essentials and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but uh, there's just not a ton of them that I ever really want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it'd be really good for creators who, like, they just get a job doing, you know, Dead Man, and they want to read every issue of Dead Man. Right, right. Except for there's no Dead Man showcase yet. As I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt was telling me yesterday. Yeah, there's some weird ones, too. There's, like, there's Haunted Tank, there's... Right. Uh, Elongated Man has his own really showcase. Wow! But no Dead Man yet. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of weird. But yeah, those are. I bet those would be really helpful. Like if you just wanted to spend you know fifteen bucks and read the entire history of you know the right, right. some weird characters. I uh, you know I would like uh, if uh, DC ever put out like a Blue Devil showcase yeah. and uh, Blue Beetle, obviously because mm-hmm. uh, you know I loves the Blue Beetle. Yeah. And Blue Velvet. Mm. Uh, yeah. I've actually never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Lynch is a hack. They should make a Blue Velvet comic book. Now Did you hear me? Yeah. 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm made of steel. It bounces yeah. right off. All right. Uh, was I right? He did do Blue Velvet. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Make sure I get my... my, my your your hack film director. Yeah. No, I, I got no problems with David Lynch. I just uh, have yet to see a movie of his that I enjoy, other than Elephant Man. Yeah, it was really good. But, well, his last movie was kind of crappy. I, I uh, that's what I've heard. Mahal yeah. and not Mahal. Uh, Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was anyone other than him, I would say it was the most pretentious turd I've ever watched. But <laughs> since it's him, like in my, you expect that? I well, I kind of expect pretentious and weird, <laughs> but. It, I honestly believe that it made complete sense in his mind, and he was like, yes, this is the movie I wanted to make, you know, whereas a lot of people, if they make something like that, they're just trying to be artsy for the sake of being artsy. Right. But I believe he actually thinks it's, you know, coherent and... Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah. He's like 60-something now, 63, which, ah, because, yeah, I saw that it was his birthday recently, he's like oh, 63 really? years old. And it goes back to one of those things that I think of occasionally. My dad is 67 years old. So, uh, like, a four-year age difference. Uh, between you and your dad. B- between... Because you're 71. Yes. No. Between uh, my dad and David Lynch. Oh, okay. Uh, and also, I think, like, uh, Lemmy Kilmister is, like, 65 or something like that. Wow. Uh, That's insane. And so I'm starting to think here. These guys who do awesome, legendary things... Like, you know, fucking Motorhead, mm-hmm. you know, and then David Lynch, you know, Eraserhead, Elephant Man, you know, all these innovative films, you know, and yet my dad <laughs> is, like, the most conservative, straight arrow. Yeah, like, he mows the lawn. <clears throat> he mows the lawn, and he watches Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> uh, but that's only when there's not a Law and Order rerun. <laughs> oh, man. What is the difference? What what if Lemmy Lemmy is a big walkus, walker Texas <coughs> Andy Moselon. That's fun. But he also rocks out. Exactly. Yeah. Well maybe your dad has this secret life, maybe, you know. He's been publishing books under the name Chuck Palahniuk for the last few years. I'm or pretty sure he hasn't. 
You, you never know. It's have, true. Have you read Runaways? You just never know. <laughs> uh, anyway. But no, I mean, seriously, though. Like, when, you know, what is it about, you know, my dad that he can come from this generation of people who were awesome mm-hmm. and yet not do anything awesome and yet and not even like anything that is awesome from that generation? Did he ever experiment with drugs? Uh, I have no idea. Because... I bet those other two guys did. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I think that's uh, that's a safe bet. <laughs> you know, although although it comes back to, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just you know, like glorifying David Lynch in my mind because I'm like, yeah, make the Inland Empire probably makes sense, you know. Right. And I, I'm also thinking maybe he doesn't do drugs, you know. Maybe that's just like the way he views the world because he's he seems like a really odd guy even right. from his interviews. He uh. I think I was watching. I haven't actually watched the movie yet, but you know, someday I will. Uh, Eraserhead, mm-hmm. and on the DVD were uh, some extras, and like uh, like an interview with him or something like that. And he really just had an aura of uh, just so far up his own ass that. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I see. I saw an interview on. It was on one of those. I think it was on a short films, and he just seemed kind of like a like a. Not a curmudgeon, but just like an older guy that would live in a real small town and like kind of keep to himself and and have like four friends, you know. Right, and then meanwhile has the the dungeon or the crawl space full of uh, <laughs> little children's bodies. Oh and, no, no, <laughs> not David Lynch. <laughs> Lemmy though. <laughs> Lemmy, Lemmy, <laughs> Lemmy probably has something like that, but he doesn't even know about it. <laughs> He's like, I did what? <laughs> I shouldn't have had those last 17 Percocets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to try to make this a better show than we've had in the past couple episodes. Oh, are they, are they bad? Uh, I haven't listened to the last couple yet. Uh, I haven't. Well, I mean, the last one I listened to was uh, Cabin Boy, which uh, w- was all right. But I yeah. know uh, the 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 two after that are, are not so hot. Oh, I'm, when we did the host, yeah, I gotta apologize. My brain was off that day. Like, right. I mean, like, I don't mean like a little off. <clears throat> I mean, like, it never turned on. Right. And uh, I swear, I slept walked through that whole day, and I couldn't think of anything, anything logical or coherent or interesting all day long. Right. I was just. Completely comatose. I uh, I know the the Hulk versus the Thing episode. I was obviously I was pretty down at the time, so it wasn't exactly my, my oh, usual. Yeah. That's right. Joke yourself. Plus, I didn't have anything to drink either. So, uh, and then uh, the host. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was kind of feeling that from you as well. That yeah, yeah. There's just not much to really. I was out of it. Yeah, I mean the movie was great, but <laughs> I could probably talk like an hour about that movie right now. Yeah, because <laughs> it was it was really good. I just took it back to the library actually right. last night. That's where I got it from. Uh, I uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully today will be a better episode. I'm mm. uh, pretty excited about the the book we're going to review. Uh, when should we start start the episode? Do you want to hit record? Uh, yeah, here you go. All right, let's go. Okay, Moment to gutter trash episode. 16, maybe. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Yes. And today we're reviewing the uh, comic, the, uh, the, uh, 
eventual classic criminal. The first story arc, Coward. Yeah. By, by Ed Brubaker and uh, Sean Phillips. Published by... Published by uh, an imprint of Marvel called Icon. Yeah. It's their creator-owned imprint for the select few who get invited. How long has Icon been around? Uh, they started publishing Powers. Yeah, was it Powers? That's what I thought. Uh, and Kabuki, and then uh, this and some of Mark Millar's crap came. Like Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, and his, uh, you know, stuff that I'll never read that came out from there, too. Are those, are those like, foreign Mar- Marvel comics? Are those Icon, like, Soul, Soul of the A or whatever? No, that's, uh... Uh, and some war book. Uh, uh, I don't know about the war book or not, but the uh, the uh, the Solal is like them, like when DC was publishing uh, the humanoids books. Mm. Basically, like a deal they like have that. their foreign line, right? right. Okay. Uh, a license, a license mm. to publish. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it right now. Criminal is the perfect comic book. Okay. You say it. I just did. <laughs> Criminal is the perfect comic book. Ooh. Uh, I've, 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 I know I've talked to you. I don't know if I've ever said it on the show or not, but uh, I've often said Jack Staff is my favorite comic book currently uh-huh. being published. And it is up to a point, because I think when you say just the phrase comic book to your average individual... Even to some comic book fans, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the only thing that they ever think of is you know superhero spandex, you know guys and types punching the crap out of each other. Yeah. And as far as that goes, Jack Staff is my favorite comic book. Right. But once you expand outside of the superhero, Criminal is the perfect comic book. Wow, that's yeah, high praise. I I liked it. I, I'll <laughs> say I liked it. Obviously, not quite as much as you did. Yes, but. I enjoyed it. I'd never read it, and you had. Yeah. And you're, you know, obviously a big fan. Yes, incredibly big fan. And you forced me to read it. Yes, I did. Well, let's see. You've actually owned this twice now. Yeah, this is the second time I've owned it. (laughs) I I bought it like a year ago, and I I forget. I don't even remember who I gave it to, but I gave it away. I think I just had it in this pile of books that, you know, whenever people came over, it was like my free, it was in the free chair. Do you remember the free chair? Yeah, I remember the free chair. And uh, just anything that was piled on the chair was free. And I think I had that in there because I, I looked at it after I bought it, and I was like, I don't know, it doesn't really look that good. And uh, and I just put it in the free chair, and, <laughs> and I just let somebody else take it. But uh, but I bought it again. Yeah. And, uh, well, why did you buy it? Because um, you told me to read it. Well, you had it before that, too. Oh, well, I, yeah, that's right. I bought it because... That's right, I forgot about that. I, I read Incognito, which I thought was amazing. I, I, I will say I liked Incognito a whole lot more than I liked Criminal. Uh, but That's because you prefer superhero comics over I, every other type of comic, don't <laughs> that's you? true. I'm wearing my spandex <laughs> right now. My Aquaman underoos are chafing my ass. But, no, I, uh, I really love bank robin stories and heist stories. Like, it's... Like, I'll watch any movie that has that premise. I don't care if it's, you know, Set It Off or, uh, <laughs> you know, The Heist or whatever. Any, anywhere in between. Ocean's Eleven, I don't care. The Killing. Um, I like all those movies. I really enjoy that genre. But for me, 
that works so much better in film than it does in comics because of the the action and the suspense that usually goes with those kind of stories. Although I thought they did a they did a pretty good job, and I I mean I, I did like it. I, w- I will say like halfway through it, I remember thinking, um, I'm not gonna like this nearly as much as I'm supposed to, <laughs> because everybody that I know that's really into, uh, like the whole gamut of comics mm. that likes you know superheroes and small press and everything in between, right. they hail it as awesome, and and I and it seems like something I should think is awesome, but I just think it's good. Mm. Alright, uh, I will give you that, uh, it's the first story arc, uh, that came out. It is, I'm not gonna say it's weak, cause it's not. I, I love it. I love this story. I love the character. Right. Uh, Leo Patterson is the main character in the story arc. He is the coward. He is the coward in question, yes. Uh, but not really a coward. Mm. Uh, just cautious. Right. It's like one of those nicknames like uh, Tiny or... or no, not or, even that. Or I'm, Zippy. No, Zippy's is pretty appropriate. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least for, for our Zippy. Mm. Um, <laughs> not Zippy the Pinhead. Not Zippy the Pinhead. Zippy the... The, the guy who mm. lives with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, it's, I don't, it's not one of those ironic nicknames. It's, uh, the main character is basically incredibly cautious. He is, like, one of the best pickpockets and thieves, uh, currently working, and and that's his backstory, basically. Right. Uh, his, his dad and his dad's partner were two of the best to ever work, and they trained him. I love. Let me <coughs> let me say I love that scene too, where they flash back to him as a little kid, and they're like teaching him how to pickpocket. And right, right. I love that. That was really good. Um, but he has a, a set of rules when he does jobs, and because of his rules that he he strictly follows, uh, everyone labels him as a coward. Mm-hmm. He's not a coward. He just doesn't want to go to jail. Right. Which I would think is you know pretty fucking smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> Yeah, basically his his rules, the ones that label him a, a coward in some people's eyes, um, they're like like they they get him out of situations. He can like s- smell trouble before right. most people because he he's so he, aware of everything yeah. around him. Yeah. So yeah, so everybody looks at him like a coward because he's always running away, but right. he's never getting arrested either. Exactly. So. And uh, <clears throat> I was going somewhere with this, wasn't I? Oh, uh, about, about why he's called <laughs> why he's called coward. Uh, yeah, something before that. I thought, oh well, fuck it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I was just talking about how much I really like the character, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it is because uh, the qualities that he uh, has in the book. Uh, I sort of remember where I was leading to. Uh, basically. Uh, you know, I, I was almost going to call this, like, the weakest uh, criminal story arc so far. Okay, right. Uh, but uh, I think it's really unfair to say that, uh, because with this, we're just starting and we're focusing on that one character, and he's a great character, and uh, I can't wait for him to show up again uh, later. Uh, but once you read, like, the second story arc, 
you even though it's focusing on a completely different set of characters, mm-hmm. uh, you're still getting more backstory for just the entire clusterfuck of what's going on in this comic. Okay, and you learn like names are thrown out in this story arc that uh, you know, like you 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 know that they kind of mean something to Leo, right? But uh, you don't know fully who those characters are or what they actually mean to anyone. Uh, but then in the second art, we get like a uh, a broader picture painted of of who those characters are. Yeah, I remember. There's a couple of scenes where I think it's with Greta and Leo where they they mentioned something that went bad a while back, and I was like, I bet that's something that they'll come back to later. Right. Uh, yeah. There's that, and um, they mentioned a character by the name of Ricky a lot. Ricky mm-hmm. Lawless. Yeah, that's what and, it is. Uh, the Lawless family. Even. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second story arc is actually called Lawless, mm-hmm. and it's about that family and how they tie into uh, the entire history of the city. And then uh, the third story arc, uh, which is actually where uh, the the numbering on the series restarted, uh, was actually three separate single issue stories, but they all tell the same story from different perspectives. Oh, cool! And you get like just this. And it, it all takes place in, like, you know, 1972. <laughs> and okay. uh, you just get, like, a really big uh, in-depth feel for, for everything that's leading up to what we're currently reading with, with uh, the Coward story arc and with Lawless. And so did they start the numbering over because the time changed, or was that just a typical Marvel thing where, like, number ones, number ones? Uh, I, well, I don't think it's a typical Marvel thing, just because, uh, I mean, even though it's published through Marvel, uh-huh. uh, it's still pretty much Ed Brubaker's book, and, you know, he, he wanted to restart it. Uh, I know at the end of the second story arc, they uh, kind of ceased publishing for a while, so Sean Phillips could go do uh, Marvel Zombies 2. Oh, that's right. He drew that. Yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, so basically, you know, in the the six months break that that took, you know, uh, they just decided to restart it, and they had a new format for the the series after that as well. And he was, um, Brubaker was busy writing like every other Marvel book that Bendis wasn't writing. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I am a really big fan of Ed Brubaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've liked his work since uh, since I first, you know discovered him, his work. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Dead Enders. Okay. No, no, it was uh, Scene of the Crime. I never uh, read that. It was a uh, four-issue Vertigo series in like the, the late 90s uh, with uh, Michael Lark and I think Sean Phillips inked it. Hmm. Uh, and he currently works with Michael Lark on Daredevil. Yeah, did, wasn't there some reference to Michael Lark in here? Like, there's something called The Lark or something? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I could swear I saw that when I was reading it. I know the bar that they hang out, but that's called the Undertow. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, I can't either. I, sp- I thought I remember seeing Lark in here somewhere. Maybe there was a, a hotel or something. Yeah. I'm out I don't know. It. There. Uh, <clears throat> but no, I mean, I, I've been a big fan of uh, Brubaker since, uh, you know, I, I first heard Seeing the Crown. Yeah, that led into Dead Enders, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've uh, and then like you know I found uh, uh, a complete low life. Yeah, which I like that a lot. I love that. Uh, and like you know, see, uh, there's another graphic novel he did called The Fall, 
Uh, you know, it was like serialized in like Dark Horse Presents or somewhere huh. like that. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's really good. Uh, He's a busy guy. He is a busy guy. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, his Marvel work, I haven't read too much of what he's done with Marvel. Uh, uh, I read Daredevil just because I've been reading Daredevil since I was like, you know, 13 years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, I was pretty much guaranteed to read Daredevil no matter who was writing it. And then, added bonus, somebody you liked was writing it. Exactly. Um, I only just, like, two weeks ago started reading Captain America. Which is good, but it's not great by any stretch. Really? Uh, it's solid, but, you know, it's nothing I could... Uh, are you, which ones are you reading? The Red Menace or the... <coughs> I read The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Uh, that story. That's right. That's uh, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that first uh, Red Menace trade. That's the one that's missing. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, <coughs> and, I mean, yeah, it was all right, but it's... Yeah, it's Captain Just America. a decent Captain America story with, with awesome Steve Epstein art. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like Steve Epstein. Yeah. Um, I love Iron Fist uh, when he was writing that with Matt Fraction. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, I thought his X-Men stuff was pretty fucking terrible. Brubaker? Yeah. I didn't know he did X-Men. Yeah. Uh, not currently, but he was on it for a few years. Guncanny? Uh, yeah. I believe so. He, he did the, uh, I know he did the Deadly Genesis uh, story. Oh, wow. Uh, um, it was <clears throat> pretty fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> Usually X-Men stories are, like, like I like I enjoyed the Grant Morrison ones, but even even those, I was like, I can't believe I'm reading the X-Men. Right. I mean, I enjoyed them, they're good, but, yeah, I usually don't, like, even, I, I don't even read the Brian K. Vaughn ones or the Robert Kirkman ones, because... Brian K. Vaughn ones are good, the, that was Ultimate X-Men. Yeah, uh, and the Robert Kirkman's were all right, but uh, you know you're just better off reading any of Kirkman's creator own stuff. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I felt. I read one of the Brian K. Vaughn ones, and I was like, this was okay, but like I haven't enjoyed really been into X Men in years and years. I uh, I grew up as an X Men fan, basically, mm-hmm. like when I was uh, when I rediscovered comics, you know, just before. My teenage years, you know, the X-Men was, like, the thing that really got me hardcore back into comics. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, when you're a little kid, you know, your mom buys you comics, you know, just to uh, shut you up in the car. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, when I when I started, like, going out of my way to try to get comics, uh, the X-Men was, like, the first thing that I really got into. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I mean, I will, uh, there's that nostalgia thing. That, yeah. You know, I, I love the X-Men, and I want to love the X-Men. Yeah, okay. But, uh... It's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to do ninety eight percent of the time. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me let me just be devil's advocate and throw, right. throw out a couple things I didn't like about this book. Okay, go for it. I was so excited whenever they started doing the uh, the stuff with the Frank Kafka private eye in the paper, right? Where there's like secret messages in the newspaper. Yeah, and it looks like it was about heroin and the, you know the drug dealers somehow right, put right. it in there. And they never, they never really did anything with it. And I thought that was such a neat thing that they could have... I mean, not necessarily revolved the story around, but right. but just fleshed it out a little bit so there was something more to that. I will agree that, yeah, I kind of wish there had been more. Mm-hmm. Um, the l- most recent story arc uh, actually revolves around the artist of okay. that strip. Okay, well, that makes a little more sense, then. Yeah. If it's so, like I, like I said, it's like everything in this they is They keep like, it going? 
uh, leading up to like you know other stories and you know right. And then uh, and then like you mentioned low life and you know how we've both read that yeah. And it's sort of you know it's it's Ed Brubaker doing autobiographical comic right so you you see who he is and right, and right. everything and af- and after reading that it was it was hard for me not to laugh whenever this like drug kingpin says motherfuck me in the ass you came through <laughs> and i was like this nerdy white guy who worked at a comic book shop wrote those words and and i realized that you know most movies and crime stories are written by nerdy white n- guys you know <laughs> probably nerdy white guys yeah. but i knew that this one was and it was as hard for me to read some of this dialogue on the other hand, though, uh, you know, he he may be a nerdy white guy and he may have worked at a comic shop, but he was also pretty much a despicable human being. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah I mean, it's called low life for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, some things in there <coughs> that were pretty uh pretty bad. Yeah. But um uh, <laughs> the the letters Because uh, I buy these in single issues, uh because uh, you know, I support the little guy whenever right. I can. And uh, and plus he has like articles and shit in the the single issues, extra stuff, right? Yeah. And in one of the letters columns, someone asked him if uh, Leo was not just a, a sort of uh, slightly fictionalized, more grown up version of uh, low life Ed Brubaker. Uh huh. <laughs> it kind of even looks like him a little. A little bit, yeah. So yeah, there are some parallels, but uh, yeah, there are also. I will. Yeah, I didn't like. Uh, that guy, uh, Royale. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty much like your generic... Pretty stereotypical. Stereotypical Ving Rhames wannabe. Yeah. Black gangsta guy. Yeah. But I did sort of get the feeling, like you said, that this was the first of a series where they're like, you know, testing out the different directions and seeing how deep the water is over here. And, right. And, and it, it does make me want to read the second one, even though I would... I guess disappointed is an appropriate term just because... Like it was built up a lot, not I mean not just from you, but for a lot of people, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. So kind of like uh, how I felt about the Dark Knight, except for the fact that I hated the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. All right, because I I mean one one crime book that's you know this sort of reminded me of that I like a whole lot is Stray Bullets. It kind of reminded me of that, mm-hmm. but Stray Bullets is kind of. Excuse me. It's it's kind of more over the top. Yeah, and and I think that works really well if you're going to do a story like this in comics. Because like I was saying earlier, like crime and gunshot kind of stories. Mm-hmm. I I think I personally I I like them a lot better on film when you can just see everything moving or hear it all, and the music adds a lot to the suspense of the, something like that right. to me. Uh, I've come to sort of realize that. Uh, I mean, I love horror movies, and I love superhero comics and all that. And, you know, as much of a, a fan as I am of those type of genres, uh, I've sort of always been, like, uh, I'm not going to say closeted, but, uh, like, quiet crime genre fan. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, I'll watch pretty much any crime movie that, you know, is out, you know, and, like... If, if there's a crying comic out, like, you know, I'll, I'll try to go out of my way to read it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, like I'm really overt about it. I'm not like, you know, noir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love that shit. <laughs> Do you read uh, X-Men noir? Spider-Man noir? I'm waiting for the trade for the, the noir books. <laughs> uh, if you don't get this reference. 
<laughs> go to npr.com and listen and to find uh, the Frank Miller Spirit interview <laughs> where he's drunk off his ass. Yes, I hope he was. Yeah. <laughs> that or he just had a lobotomy. Right. One of the two, and uh, both of them pretty much explain that yeah. fiasco. <laughs> I was talking to my, my, uh, my cousin Casey. Did I tell you this? She said that the spirit was really good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so who am I to judge? Right. But it looks so terrible. <laughs> yes, it does. But we're not going to badmouth any other comic no, no, for another week. Especially so. if I haven't seen it. That's just wrong. Ooh. Beer. Oh, uh, yeah, what are we drinking? Ooh, beer and mushrooms. Yeah, what are we drinking? That's kind of gross. Rising Moon. Rising Moon, the, the spring blue moon selection. I know, springtime already. It's fucking not even February. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, it's like like hovering around 10 degrees back and forth up and yeah. down. I mean, today was a little warmer. It was like 55 degrees at today. Yeah. But yesterday it was like 20. But it's it's like 30 degrees out there now. Right, it's right. Back, it's back down. <laughs> it's supposed to be even colder tomorrow. I think it's like yeah, 20 tomorrow. Yeah, it's supposed to get really low tomorrow and continually low, and we're, I guess, heading for another big uh, snowstorm. Woohoo! Yeah, and it's my week to drive to work. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Commuting down south. Yeah. Well, yeah, down south it'll be warmer there, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 45 <laughs> minutes down there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely... Uh, I'll read another criminal trade, even if I'm not forced to. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll, uh, I'll lend you the uh, the other one so okay. you don't have to go buy the other charity. I was going to return this one, but I put it in my backpack today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can really see it in here. but uh, It bent. Yeah, I, I, rode, I rode my bike around for a while and I had it in the backpack in case I just stopped here right. before going home and I kind of crushed it with uh, something or I don't know what I had in there but beer no I didn't have oh, any beer okay. I didn't have any beer <laughs> I was like I'll just I just won't even bring any beer I'll just it's, a, it's such a nice day I'll ride my bike and I'll <laughs> drink water and then I ended up yeah getting, uh, getting the beer I'm trying to think if there's uh, anything else I want to talk about I mean uh, I mentioned the articles um, which I think are like a really nice added bonus uh, uh-huh. for buying it on a monthly basis. It probably helps give it that pulp feel too that they're going for. Yeah, and uh, I know with the, the new format, that's really something that you wanted to do is basically turn it mm-hmm. into not more of a magazine, but you know, just aiming a little bit towards that still. Uh, but I like I like that mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's like yeah, interviews with other you know crime writers. Uh, there's uh he did like sort of a roundtable discussion with like some of his uh, colleagues and some of his uh, favorite writers, his mentors. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know about mentors, but like Chuck Houston and Warren Ellis and uh, Matt Fraction, uh, uh, some other crime writers, <laughs> and uh, Greg Ruka was on. Uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> oh yeah, the famous uh, crime writer. Yes. No, uh, Patton Oswalt, I guess, is, like, a huge noir fan, and, huh. uh, he wrote an article about, like, a really obscure movie in, uh, I think, like, issue two or three. Really? And it actually sounds really good, and Brubaker came back, like, two issues later after watching it and said it's really one of the best noir movies he's ever seen. Yeah, I think he, he wrote something in that goon noir trade, too. Yeah. Patton Oswalt did. Yes, good. Yep. So uh, maybe he is a fan. He could be. Well, we definitely know he's a comic fan. Yeah, and, uh, he's a pretty funny guy too. Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, 
Even when he's on, what show is he on? King uh, of Queens. King of Queens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of good people who are on really shitty television shows. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood why Sandy Duncan did Hogan's Family. <laughs> She's capable of so much more. Wow. But anyway. Yes. <coughs> mm. Yes, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it. You know, it, yeah, it, the the first story arc has its flaws, but otherwise I think, as a whole, Criminal is yeah. the perfect comic for me. It's pretty good. Uh, I love it like I love so many other things in life. <laughs> Like, uh. Jello pudding. I do not like jello pudding. Mm. I don't like any other thing in life, but I love criminal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you need. Yes. Uh. Any other, uh. Uh. Just, we haven't nearly talked about uh, Sean Phillips at all. Oh, yeah, he's a good artist. He is a great artist. I like his stuff. Uh, when he was doing Hellblazer like 10 years ago, uh, like I, I, he was my favorite artist ever at the time. It kind of reminds me if Charlie Adler knew how to draw. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that, that is, that is cruel. That's harsh. No, but what reminded me of that, there's one scene here where uh, Greta makes this face. It was right when she calls him a coward. Yeah. Uh, where's that? Where I couldn't really tell if she was, like, gasping or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, I, that kind of reminds me of Charlie Adler. <laughs> and, like, that's whenever it hit me because I couldn't quite tell. Uh, I As I was saying, uh, he when he was doing Hellblazer, he was, like, my favorite artist of all time yeah. at that point in time. I think he's slipped from that position quite oh, really? a bit, but uh, I still think he's really fantastic. Do you have the same style back then? Uh, it's a little different style. He's got like a, a lot more like uh, brush stroke. Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I do know that I think he pretty much just goes straight to ink. Oh, really? Yeah, so I mean that's... Wow. Yeah. It's pretty... It's pretty... I couldn't even do that and I'd draw like cartoony yeah. stickman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I'm not I'm not making fun of him, and and I you know I, and I, you know Charlie Adler whatever okay. you know he's all right. I, I'm right. not trying to give Charlie Adler a bad name either, but but uh, it reminds me of Charlie Adler right. only like just more fine tuned or something. Right, right. Same kind of feel. I get you. Uh, he does have a variety of different styles that he executes throughout the book. Uh, I like that dream sequence. There's that dream sequence. Uh, for the articles, he usually does like an illustration, and they're oh, they're really? like fully painted or uh, s- like sketchy as fuck. Really? Uh, and, like in the second story arc, there's a sequence, like a flashback sequence, but it's done like in really, uh, uh, really detailed uh, like pencil shading. Uh huh. So I mean, I mean, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. There's that Greta Dreams. Yeah. That was pretty done cool. in like watercolor and yeah. Uh, the covers for the book, uh, I don't know if that has the covers printed in them or not. Uh, like the covers for the single issue for this story arc, they really reminded me of like, uh, 1985 era epic comics kind of feel. Oh, okay. Like, the uh, Marvel epic line? Yeah, like, uh. Oh, you got them right there? Yeah. Like they just kind of have that, like, oh, know, yeah. There's something about them. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they look a little. The color is really good on this. Yeah. And uh, don't you wish you could see this? I know. Whoever is actually listening. 
But then, like, uh, the second story arc, the covers look completely different. Like, they're really contrasty, very, uh, like, almost monochrome. Uh, like, he picked one color and then just used, like, you know, uh, like, white and black to accentuate it. Right. And, like, very graphic designy looking. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was thinking they were more designy, where those are, like, bleeding off the page and, yeah. like, kind of exciting. Yeah, these are very illustrative, uh, like, painterly. They kind of look like old movie posters. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the the new one looks like more like, uh, well, like, like postcards or something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's correct or not, but... I like this gnarly character. I hope he shows up again. Gnarly, well, in the first issue, there's a, a text story with gnarly. Oh, cool. Uh, and then uh, he, his story is basically told in uh, the the first issue of the the second volume. Oh, I want to read that. Yeah, because because it, it shows him closing up the undertow of the bar. Yeah, and he's like writing. He's just like chilling out writing. Yeah, and it makes me think like you know he's. He's going to be like writing stories like this, or or maybe he even does uh, the Frank Kafka. I don't know. Yeah, he does not. Okay, but uh, he, uh, yeah, and the 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 backup story in that first issue, uh, the text piece, he he mentions that he's he's pretty literate, uh, like he's read like a lot of old time literature, and uh, mm-hmm. but he's also a former uh, Golden Gloves boxer. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm have to. Read that. Read He's that a really interesting, yeah, uh, character. I, yeah, I'll let you borrow the the singles too. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Uh, wow, we actually we we did it. We we talked for a full episode about it. <laughs> wow, for for the most well, part. I mean, we talked like about breakfast for about half an hour. But well, still, I mean, yeah. a lot more exciting than the host. or just oh, yeah. uh, struggling. Yeah, to we're like, yeah, the host. It was it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I don't want to talk about the host. Though. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed. Uh, after uh, after we watched it, I because uh, we we were debating before we watched it whether we wanted to watch it with uh, subtitles or oh, watch the dubbed version. Yeah, uh, I tested the uh, the 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 dubbed version. How was that? Uh, wow. Okay, yeah, the the opening of the movie starts with like you know the 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 asshole American because uh-huh. America is evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the asshole American guy, uh, like telling the the Korean guy to dump all the the toxic chemicals. Yeah, and they're both speaking English, and the dub version, even the guy who is Korean <laughs> is dubbed, even they, though he's they dub over his English. <laughs> is it with like a like with a, an American actor yeah. voice? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I bet a lot of people like if somebody bought that at you know at Walmart with their Cheerios or whatever, yeah. they probably, yeah, they they're probably they probably appreciate the fact that everything sounds all American to them, right? Even <laughs> even someone talking in English, you know, if they're from another country. Well, it's like, uh, but I mean, seriously, this is like you know the the biggest evidence that I have that you should never watch the dubbed version because uh, the dialogue. It's terrible. Like, uh, oh, they change it? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in the beginning where the guy is, like, leaning off of the bridge, and he's, like, looking into the water, you know, uh, and he, like, spots the monster in it. And in the, in the subtitles, you know, with the, the Korean language, he's saying, you know, like, do you, do you see it? It's, it's huge, you know. And, yeah, the, the guys are trying to get him to come off of the bridge, and, and he says, you're, you're a bunch of fools, and uh, I hope you have a good life. And he jumps off the bridge. In oh the, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. In the dubbed version, uh, 
he, he's looking into the water and he sees the thing and the, the guys who are trying to get him off the bridge, they don't see it. And he's like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. And he jumps off. He's like, I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that scene was actually kind of like dark and powerful. Yeah. And yeah. they turned it into like a... Wacky comedy. Yeah. There's uh, another guy killing himself on a bridge. <laughs> I mean, that is funny. Oh, but, of course. But, I laugh all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. pretty bad. So well, no, no dubbed, never again. No dubbed, never again. If you watch the dubbed movie, you, you are a bad person. Um, unless you're up really late at night and your head just hurts and you want to... No, you're just a bad person. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> You've won me over. <laughs> Alright, uh, man, I gotta take a leak, so. Yeah, I gotta take a leak. Alright, get me one too. Okay. Alright. You're an asset seeker, a sunshine eater, a tight fisted fellow with a long gray beard. You're a counterfeit gangster. Slinger that I ever fought. You're a sinful speaker. You got the devil broth spilling from your ear. Get a job, kill the joy. Feed your mother's face. Get a job, kill the joy. Feed your mother's face. And the jazz at my cabin was turned around the face of the pond Burned up, pulverized, eliminator eliminates And the jazz at my cabin was turned around the face of the pond Burned up, pulverized, eliminator eliminates
Alright, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, this is the last <laughs> of the beers. This is the last of the beers. Oh, I thought you were going to say this is the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I'd <laughs> wait until now to tell you. Oh, man. I'm joining the Amish community. Oh, man. Well, will you at least make me some new furniture? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. And if it turns out that whole uh, technology thing is bullshit, we can still do the podcast. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Amish people driving cars and on cell phones before. So. Yeah. And this guy that played an Amish guy on this episode of Sledgehammer was also in an episode of Cheers. So I'm thinking... Uh, the Amish thing is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the Amish. I don't even, fucking liars. I don't even know if they're real. No, yeah, they're not. They might have just they're been like the Gideons. Who? Gideons? The guy from X Force? No, the, that guy's real. But the the guys who uh, leave Bibles in hotel rooms? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're like ninja. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They they According don't. According to Bill Hicks, anyway. Because <laughs> you know, as he said, have you ever fucking seen a Gideon? Yeah, I don't think so. Exactly. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I've met some Mormons. I even uh, we all have. I used to hang out with four Mormons, and not at the same time. But like, because you you only know Mormons in pairs. You don't know like two Mormons, or, or well, I guess that is a pair. Yeah, that is a pair. Yeah. I, you don't know like one Mormon or three Mormons. You know two, or you know four. You know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh no no no! I know because uh, you knew six of them. <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> Because, uh, well, I guess, uh, well, even though I was friends with, like, one, does, like, his family count if I knew who they were, too? Uh, his family? They're not all Mormons, are they? Well, there's, like, you know, like, 50 kids in a brood, isn't there? There's, it's a brood of Mormons? Yeah. <laughs> there's all these X-Men references. <laughs> The brood, you know, I was, number one sixty six, two sixty six, two sixty. I don't know. I was talking uh, about David Cronenberg's. Oh, the brood. Okay, <laughs> I think it is one sixty. The hash jack, he knows. So you knew you knew some Mormons. Uh, when I worked at the movie theater, uh, we had like, uh, I believe there were three Mormons working there, if not more, that I, I just didn't know about. <laughs> Uh, I, I was pretty good friends with uh, one of them, because uh, he was probably like the most unmormon like person that I ever met. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he was he was a recovering cocaine addict, and uh, <laughs> did, did he do the door to door thing, or was he just raised Mormon? Uh, like his family was Mormon, and like he was talking about, like when he got out of high school, he was going to try to do the whole missionary thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, they ha- they have to do it, don't they? I think so, yeah. Yeah, sometime, eventually. Yeah. Uh, now that I mention it, uh, I had a friend in high school who was Mormon, so, like, who didn't work at the theater. I guess, you know... So I knew, like, five... Now that you mention it, I know a fifth Mormon. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) This guy named Cliff that used to work at Mavericks, he was a Mormon. I remember him. Yeah, Yeah, but but he wasn't on a mission. The other four I knew were on... Like, I knew Elder uh, Walser and Elder Guglielmo, and they they were... uh, they were pretty cool. They they lived in the uh, apartment next to this, uh, the spot where we had uh, our band practice, next to my friend's house apartment or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they always hung out and had their Jesus posters. And they were really cool guys. And then I met these other two Mormons at my house. Now they like knocked on my door, and uh, <clears throat> I let them in. I talked to them, and one of them was Elder Pruitt, and the other one was oh, what the fuck was his name? 
Oh, I can't remember the other one's name. Uh-uh. But they were, they were all three, or all four, really cool guys. Uh-huh. It's strange. Uh, I knew uh, I knew Rahul. Rahul? Yeah. Elder Rahul? No, mm. just Rahul. Uh. None, of, none of them were on mission yet. Mm. Uh, because cause this was, I was still in high school, so we were all just still learning stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, the cokehead that I knew was, uh, his name was Ben. Ben? Yeah. Ben the cokehead. Ben the cokehead. Uh, would, uh, would also be prone to the occasional acid flashback, uh, which was pr- pretty funny to exploit. Uh. <laughs> how, how's it? Uh, like when he gets in the... He, he would get into the flashback mode and then the he zone. just pretty much fuck with him and he would just freak the shit out. Wow. That seems like illegal. Uh, yeah, probably. And the guy was like you know, two years younger than me or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like some... It wasn't like a veteran... That, no, no, he, he was like you know, 16 years old. Yeah, well like, then fuck yeah. with him, yeah. yeah. Fuck with those guys. Yeah. And, uh, and then I knew Amy and Stephanie who were sisters. Mormon girls? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephanie was, was pretty fucking hot. Even uh, for a Mormon. Even for a Mormon. Uh, there was one who was probably the biggest bitch that I've ever met in my entire life. I can't remember her name, because, uh, fuck her, I hope she's dead. Man. <laughs> Excuse me. That's what you get when you be a bitch. You know, the Mormons, the first two that I met that were in the apartment next to my friend's apartment... They, you could see in their window, and they all they had in there, they had like, uh, I think they had cots. I don't even think they had beds in there. And they had this giant picture of Jesus on the wall, and then a giant, or no, the, the, the Jesus wasn't that big. It was a normal-sized, normal Jesus picture. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a giant map of the city of Dayton, so they could just figure out their whole, you know, route. And that was, that was all they had. I was like, man, cots, Jesus, on a map of Dayton, Ohio. It's hard to... It's hard to imagine. I, know, I went over to my friend Raul's house once, and uh, he, he had like a, a pool table and a ping pong table. And, uh, he he had to tell me before we came in that I wasn't allowed to swear though. <laughs> like if you missed a shot, you were like, "Fuck." Yeah. Uh, well, just in general, uh, I wasn't allowed to swear at all. Because uh, cause they were, they were pretty hardcore. Uh, I've I've. Very rarely been ever asked not to swear. Yeah. Like, occasionally, like, I try to stop myself. Obviously, I'm not doing it today. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, like, if your grandma's around or something. Right. right. Well, that's, yeah. Like, I never swear in front of my parents or anything like that. Yeah. Just. I, I hear it's bad to do when you're on trial, too. Uh, yeah. I didn't swear when I was on trial. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, you know, I know I know when to stop it, mm-hmm. but but you know, uh, occasionally I just kind of let myself go as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. occasionally need to be reminded that uh, I should probably not because you're not a Mormon. Because I'm not a Mormon, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to offend his mom. Well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, my I think my point was a hundred percent of the Mormons I've met, I kind of liked. Yeah. I think they're pretty cool. I would say, well, except for that one. Uh, I guess one out of five. What percentage that's, is that? That's eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent of the Mormons yeah. I've been great people, and uh, God bless them. I mean, I remember Elder Walser was a. Li- he was kind of a little bit more of a stick in the mud than Elder Guglielmo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he. W- they were both funny, but every once in a while, his his Mormon ways would just drag yeah, him away yeah, from yeah. reality. And he's all right. I bet he's doing good now. He's probably he's probably at a titty bar in Tijuana right yeah, now. Yeah. He's like. I just remember, like, uh, me and, uh, me and, uh, Washer, who was Ben, uh, I always called him Washer, 
we would uh, like hang out like at till like three in the morning in like the movie theater parking lot and like go to Myers and like look for like beard trimmers and shit. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's one specific thing I remember doing with him. Not not like every week. Like hey, not every want to go look for beard trimmers again? Yeah, yeah. Just that once. Yeah. Uh, he he and I went to go see uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand the movie. <laughs> oh, the was that the Silent Earth? Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it was at the Neon. <laughs> <laughs> So we, uh, I didn't park at, like, the parking garage or anything like that, and I don't think you're allowed to park in, like, the Elbows parking lot or anything. Yeah, 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 So I parked at the Arby's. Oh, know, yeah, okay. Right there. And, uh, we got out of the movie, which was great, of course. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so we're sitting on the corner so we can cross the street, and, like, we were, we were just bullshitting back and forth to each other and trying to figure out, like, you know, where we're going to go for dinner and stuff like that. Where are you going to buy your beard trimmer? Uh, and then, of course, the beard trimmers. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden, like, behind me, like, I, you know that feeling that you get when, when you know that something is, like, really close to you? Oh, you know, yeah. Like, out of your That like, creepy, kind of yeah. ghost-like. I got that feeling, and then all of a sudden I just hear... <laughs> It was Frank Miller being interviewed? Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> it could have been. Uh, so, like, I just sort of slowly turn, and there's, like, this really ancient-looking hobo woman. Ooh. Just, like, covered in, like, soot. Aw. <laughs> and she was, like, standing, like, behind me, but to my right. And, like, she was just kind of, like, shaking. Aww. And she had, like, the crazy eyes. That's creepy. And she was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of look at her. And I look over at uh, Washer. And we just fucking dart right across the street. And he's just like, get in the fucking car! Get in the fucking car! The Mormon? Aww. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was an angel sent to test him. And he failed. Well, of course he failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... That, that poor old lady. It's kind of sad. Oh, well, whatever. Hobos are either just creepy or funny. Not sad. Usually creepy. Mostly creepy. Uh, you mean, like, not not just ho- homeless, like, but, like, the actual, like... Hobos. Train hopping. <laughs> train hopping hobos. There's a train that goes right by, by, by the neons. I know. You know, <coughs> hoboing is a lost art. Yes, I, I think I think it's one thing that used to be not not really highbrow, but I'd say a large percentage of hoboers, yeah. or and maybe there's some weird word like hoobotters <laughs> for for people who <laughs> used to do that. You never know. But I bet I bet there was a lot of people that were more into just adventure and like right, like right. you know cheaply traveling. Now it's mostly like weird drug addict, right. uh, lost souls. Well, I'm pretty sure there was the fair share of those as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there was a larger percentage of people that were just like, I'm, I'm getting out of this town. There's adventure for me. I got green pants. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they just hopped on and yeah. rode west. I used to play an online game called Hobo Wars. And, uh, like, there were no graphics or anything, it was like a text-based game, but you were a hobo. 
and he could travel around the city and like you know search through trash to find food and he could like uh, get weapons and like attack other hobos and like uh, beg for money and like you know like you'd play the game and you'd wind up with like two thousand dollars and like I'd be thinking man I really wish I was a hobo in real life yeah if I'm making two thousand dollars I can get a day in the game <laughs> man what was that terrible there's this terrible movie oh my gosh I, wh- it was like Crocodile Hunter except it was with bums. What was the show Crocodile Hunter called? Was it called Crocodile? It was called Crocodile Hunter, I think. Yeah. Well, there's this, there's this guy that looked exactly like a uh, was his name Steve Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin yeah, he looked exact. I mean, like seriously, exactly like Steve Irwin, dressed like him, had the same fucking haircut and everything, face same face, and uh, and he would go around, and it was like these skater kids made this these videos, bum fights, bum fights. That's what it was, <laughs> and and they would, well, there was a like a section of it. And I mean, this is terrible, right? It's like it's, it made me feel so hollow inside when I watched <laughs> this. But uh, he goes along and he finds a, a sleeping like homeless guy, and he's like, "Oh, crikey, there's one right now!" You know, and he like sneaks up on the guy and like starts <laughs> wrapping tape around him, and and the guy's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And, like he's waking up in the middle of the night, you know, and this guy with a camera, or like his friend with a camera, and, and you know, the Steve Irwin looking guys wrapping him up with tape, and they like, I, I, it's. It was so degrading and surreal. It was just it blew my mind. Wow, bum fights. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> don't don't give him any money. Right. But if your friend Carl has it, right. totally watch it. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't support its existence though, yeah. with yeah. your money. Uh, so speaking of uh, homeless people uh-huh. uh, in movies Ooh. and uh, homeless people at the neon movies, uh-huh. uh huh. It's my turn to pick a movie. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, originally, like, when I thought uh, of the book that I picked for this week, uh, Criminal, uh-huh. uh, by Edward Baker and Sean Phillips, read it. Uh, <laughs> or Stray Bullets, either one. Uh, read both. Okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's uh, a new time for change. Support your Obama. Yes. Oh, he was elected president this week. Okay. Oh, inaugurated. Or inaugurated, yeah. yeah. And he's been in, like, uh, I'm so, 17 comics. I'm so dumb when it comes to words. Uh... You do all right. Okay. Yeah, you're right though. He was he's been in every comic book. He was I saw him swimming around in the background of Namor. Yeah. Dark Depths. It was just weird. Well, that's weird because that was actually an unofficial crossover with Aquaman because Obama's an Aquaman character. Is he? Yeah. He he's from Aquaman's Atlantis. He was his uh, right hand man. Uh, he was he was you know the the, the king's uh, you know uh, uh, main number one yeah, guy. Yeah. You know? Uh, so for him to show up in Namor, you know, it was it was it was it was like a pretty sneaky crossover. That's like contest of champions multiplied by invasion. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you were doing this great segue too. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> uh, we have a new president. It's exciting because yeah. uh, he he could be. Uh, Better than the last one, hopefully. He could be Jesus and an alien. Uh, that is pretty much the reaction I seem to be getting from everyone else. <laughs> and and he stimulates the economy. Because, uh, this is funny, I, I watched the inauguration at work, and yeah. my boss is not an Obama fan. Yeah, I've noticed. He's a McCain fan. Yeah. And a Bush fan, even. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and anyway... So we, I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn on the inauguration. It's about to come on in like 10 minutes. And I found it, we found it online, and 
uh, I couldn't find it. I'd looked for it, and everything I found was like a thousand people were trying to download it. And Matt actually found a good one, and we watched it. And uh, and Jack was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Everybody thinks he's just gonna save the world and instantly change everything." And and this is a, uh, you know, well, he's you know, just he, another corrupt, you know, guy. He, he has been president for like four days now. And I'm still broke. Yeah. Well, well this what is... What the fuck? This is... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, this is the funny part, though. All right. Um, we were... Like, we just sit there and watch the inauguration. I mean, not a single phone call, not a single customer, because... Everyone else Everyone's is watching it, right? And, uh, or at work, like I was. But anyway. <laughs> and so, I, I'm not kidding. Excuse me. Five seconds after he's sworn in... This guy walks in the store. He's not in our store 60 seconds, and he spends $200, which is like $200 more than we've done that day to that point. And I was like, see, Jack? Here it comes. Stimul- our economy is stimulated. There. And plus, think of uh, you know all the people selling his comic book appearances on eBay for like 75 bucks and we, shit. We've, yeah, we've sold... Uh, you know, like 200 copies of Amazing Spider-Man that we would never have sold. If, I mean, if George Bush was on Spider-Man, well, what do you think that would do for it? Uh, you'd have it in those uh, those shelves that you hide stuff in. Yeah, like our Legacy of Superman. Yeah. And X-Men number one. Yeah. Jim Lee edition. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, when, when I was picking the, the movie, we oh, were yeah. going to see... Uh, when I picked uh, Criminal as the book we, we were going to read, like almost immediately I, I picked the movie, too. Uh, and I had one in mind. Uh, and then one day, like I was just sort of uh, Googling around, and uh, I was really curious about like when a, a certain movie was going to open, if it was ever going to come to Dayton. Mm-hmm. And found that it's coming next week. And said, hey, that's perfect timing when we're going to do an episode again. Ooh. Uh, so, the movie that I'm going to pick is, is completely different than what I uh, originally had in mind, but uh, it's a movie that I really, really want to see, and it's uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Yes. With Mickey Rourke. I've been wanting to see that yeah. for a while now. It opens next Friday at the Neon, which is, uh, of course, the uh, local art house theater, which is awesome. Yeah. Especially when they actually get movies that we want to watch. I See, this is a prime example where, you know, like... You drive by the neon every week and you see, like, you know, flowers from Eden or whatever, yeah. you know, like, sappy, like, uh, estrogen-loaded movie that right. some, you from know. like, Czechoslovakian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Czechoslovakian coming-of-age political drama <laughs> about a piano player. You know, like, I don't want to see that shit. But, yeah, they're the only ones that'll that'll bring you the wrestler, yeah. which, which, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to see that movie really bad. Yeah. What, what are you originally going to pick? Or are you going to save it? Uh, no, I'll go ahead and say because uh, well, it's kind of funny because I actually had it at the top of my Netflix queue uh, for this week because I was going to watch it anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and fucking Netflix uh, just skipped over it. <laughs> That's the second time they've <laughs> screwed you over. Fourth, oh. second time in the last week though. Yeah. Uh, well, this has all been in the past month. <laughs> what is wrong with Netflix? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, like, whatever movie I want to watch next, and I'm just going to put it in my number two slot. There you go. Yeah. You <laughs> can beat them at their own game. Exactly. No, the movie I was going to pick is uh, Charlie Varick. Uh, it's, uh, it's a crime noir movie uh, to, to fit with uh, the criminal. Oh. Uh, 
It stars um, Walter Matthau as as a as a thief. He's actually he was good back in the what sixties fifties. It's early seventies. Seventies. Wasn't he in a I, Walter Matthau? Is always good. Uh, even an out to sea and that kind of shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, what was it? There was some movie. The material I, was beneath him. Yeah. That's true. Excuse me. Um, was it Manchurian Candidate? We talked about this before. Charade. It was one of those old. It movies. Is charade. Was it Charade that yeah. he was in? Yeah, he's good in those old. Yeah. Uh, old old school movies. Walter like Spy kind of pretty awesome. Yep. Well, we're the running, couch trip. Yeah. yeah, we're we're running running way too long here. So. Oh, okay. We, Might have to edit. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. But, uh, Don't talk crazy. Yeah, we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. All right. So uh, the wrestler next week. The wrestler, awesome. Yes, I'm there. Sweet, you should be because we've got to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I will be. I will be. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.